Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris-Lovellosos and welcome back to Socialist Tuesday, everyone. Stay listening. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Socialist Tuesday where you'll find out what's happening in the world of Socialist. Socialist, it's a sewing blog for everyone. Gabby Brown, the Fit Guru for Socialist is here today and we're discussing the feedback she received from two videos Gabby posted last year about drag sewing. So in those videos, Gabby interviewed Wayne Liberta and Maxi. Wayne Liberta is an experienced apparel designer in the ready-to-wear manufacturing industry and he has worked in fabric development, trend research, colour and print, as well as performing as Maxi. Wayne creates all of Maxi's performance outfits and all of her body modification accessories. Welcome back, Gabby. Hi, Maria. It's great to see you as always. Same here. You know, there's so many things that have happened since the last time we did a podcast. One of the posts that you put up on Socialist well, two parts. It was a two-part series, which was really fun to watch and really informative was about Wayne and Maxie. This was one of my favorite posts, two posts of the entire year. So I had done an interview earlier in the year, interviewing a fit model that I have worked with in the past. And that was the very first interview that I've ever done. And it was quite a lot of work. And so approaching this, I was thinking, how can I talk to Wayne? and or Maxi and find out more about what they're doing and make this readable or approachable or, you know, make people want to listen to it. The only way to really do it is to have a video interview. And I was like, oh no, now I have to close caption everything again. It's going to take forever, but you know, it's worth it in the end. So I'm really glad that we had a chance to talk. It was so cool. And it was a really nice break from I don't know what your Instagram feed is like, but mine tends to be full of indie patterns and linen boxy tops and stuff like that. So it's always really nice to have an injection of glamour. Yes. Yeah. It was so cool to talk to him. And Wayne is such, he's such a lovely, easygoing guy and he's really super smart and thoughtful and it's just such a a nice voice of wisdom. He is. And watching the two of you talk, both you and Wayne and then you and Maxie, It was quite fun to watch, but very informative. And yeah, Wayne is really thoughtful. Yeah. So I met him in New York at um, a company we both worked for, working on some denim product and then also some other women's wear. And just even sitting with him in fittings and listening to how he would analyze a garment and the things that he liked about it. So he was on the design side, whereas I was on the tech design side. So I would concentrate on fitting and construction and he would concentrate on the overall look of everything. Um, But having somebody who weighs out every possibility or knows what they want before they come into the room is really, it's very valuable in a designer. And he was, yeah, really one of my favorite designers that I've worked with. It's just excellent. Wayne's background is design. Yes, but he is also so hands-on, like you see, you know, with how he sews and how he creates things in, in the costume world. And his background, it's just, when you do that as a designer, it really gives you so much of an upper hand coming into a fitting because you can see areas where something might not quite fit right. Whereas a typical designer, if they're used to just sketching or whatever and not actually hand sewing at home, they might not catch 
that ripple in the back neck or whatever it is. And, you know, it's great because the tech designer is there to catch that as well, you know, in a ready to wear setting, but to have that designer eye there too, to say, Hey, look, Oh, by the way, this thing. And now that we're looking at it, let's talk about this collar. It's great to have somebody who has a very well-rounded, like we talked about in a previous podcast, that whole garment kind of philosophy. You know, his background, he started as a graphic designer Mm -hmm. and then eventually he realized, and this was interesting that it was through, it was a dare, wasn't it? That's how he started his career path down drag. Yes, to perform. Yeah. And then I think eventually he was sort of lamenting, like, why can't this be a career? Yeah. You know, why can't I design as a career? I, I love it when people come to that question and, you know, because then you know that they're really there you know, because they wholeheartedly believe in it rather than, you know, this is a job. I'm just going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was good that he then went back to uni after he started being a graphic designer and then did his design degree. And when he spoke to you, like he's done activewear, he's done denim, like if, you know, when you guys were working together and now his theatre work, wardrobe and fabric research and development. So It's not as if he doesn't have any idea about fabric and construction. No, he is so well-rounded. He really is. And, you know, seeing all those different categories on so many different bodies and size ranges is so valuable, especially even when you're just designing for yourself, because it really gives you a good idea of things like proportion and how that works on your body or others. I find I work the best with people who have a large range of experience because you can come in and say, ah, let me relate that to this other category that I've worked on. Or, you know, hey, I saw this one thing when I was researching something else, and I think it would be perfectly applicable here. And, you know, to have somebody who has studied in so many different areas and then bringing that wisdom is, yeah, it's really, really valuable. Gabby, I know that there are different ways that people start their patterns off what method does Wayne use when he starts developing his maxi outfits what I think is so interesting about Wayne is that he is a very emotional creator but he's also very methodical so what he's done is he's created his own block library which is so cool and something I aspire to I'm a draper. I am way more on the emotional side of things. And I just have to see what something looks like real quick and, you know, tear it off. But he's the opposite. He might go into something and pull tears from magazines or see a look on a performer that he wants to duplicate or take aspects of and then kind of mentally bookmark that and then go back to his pattern table and then flat pattern everything. At this point, because this is one of the really interesting things about drag I find is he's created his body type yeah and that's kind of rare in this world where people do that now like you know in the 50s people wore girdles and you know bullet bras and blah 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 and you're you're totally changing your body and even now people wear binders or smoothers or waist trainers things like that but to really create something that's so costumey like to the point where he's making his own hip pads and putting them inside of performance tights and then making these shoulder pads that also go inside of all of this performance gear so it's he's creating a an entire silhouette as performance rather than just walking around in the world body type there's a purpose for it which i found just absolutely fascinating so he knows his measurements like right off the bat 
listening to him. I felt ashamed. I was like, oh no, I need to try harder. So he's got all these blocks that he's made for various fabrications for leotards or moto jackets or, you know, bodysuits, corsets. And he's really just a master of corsetry. His work is stunning. Yeah, just seeing all that stuff is really just amazing. But then, you know, to see somebody who does that and works in flat pattern only and then just fits it and then flat patterns again. For somebody like me who is very tactile and needs to be very visual in terms of the textile and how things drape, it's a departure. I'm, I can do it, but I prefer to work a different way. So to see somebody create such, whoa, magic. Yeah, exactly. Doing that, it's, really, it's just amazing. It is so cool. So he had some sayings. One of them was, tight is not always right. Yes, and that is, I, <laughs> I love that. Well, that is absolutely true. And I wish more people felt the same way. I think a good fit for something that is supposed to be body skimming mm. is exactly that body skimming rather than something that is skin tight and pushing you out and showing lumps and bumps. And, you know, the fabric is obviously straining or the seams are popping. And I think when you very first start sewing, it's easy to get confused and think that tight means that it is fitting correctly. So, you know, it, it's about training your eye, really. And you have to have that ease of movement, especially for things like body skimming dress. If you want to sit down in it, it has to have the right amount of ease through the hips. Otherwise, if you sit down, it will be a horrible disaster. <laughs> That's right. He also understood that pull lines show you what fit areas need to be adjusted. Yes. And this is something that I think a lot of people say this and it shows up in pattern books a lot. The drag line is pointing to the problem. And I've written about this in previous posts too. What does that even mean? You know, like, so you see the drag line, but which part is the problem? And I think if you don't have the training, you won't really understand what that means. So the smallest area is the part that is pointing to the area that needs to be released. And the part that is the biggest, the coning is just the effect of this part that is pulling. So, okay. you know, knowing how to evaluate something as simple as a drag line is essential when you're trying to fit things. And like a lot of home sewers, he's got more than one sewing machine that he uses. <laughs> I was so impressed with his home Juki machine. Yeah. I, uh, I sewed on Jukis when I was in college and they're quite expensive and they're usually industrial. And I didn't even realize that they had a range for home sewers. So his was quite impressive to me. Yeah. I think we spent a lot of time talking about that that ended up on the editing room floor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got, I suppose, because of his styling of Maxi, he's got good understanding of making corsets, whether they're internal or external corsets. Yes, he does. He really, really does. And I was super impressed as well because I didn't realize how in-depth they were. Mm. So some of them have real busks. Some of them he uses zippers because they're more performance pieces rather than show pieces. I was particularly impressed by his mixing of leather and PU, which is polyurethane to anybody who doesn't know the abbreviation. So to be able to mix those two things and have them kind of marry together in this really beautiful looking piece was just stunning. And so I'd encourage listeners to actually go to the video that you did on Socialist with both Wayne and with Maxi. Gabby, what sort of feedback have you received since both of those interviews went up on Socialist? 
It's been so positive. People have really enjoyed both of the interviews and seeing something that was so different from, I think, what everybody's Instagram feed has become lately or their blog feed or their blog role of regular clothing or I'm making jeans or I'm doing this, not to diminish anyone's achievements at all, but to see somebody who is so outside the box and just being totally creative and making something so fab, so glam and just in their basement like we all are. Multiple sewing machines, you know, bins and things in storage and things that are very approachable to all of us. Fabric stashes and then the stuff that they're coming up with from their own block library, from their own head. It's really, it's just so inspiring and I think people really responded to that. I mean, he uses a lot of different material, but he's got a particular purpose. And I was really amazed that he can turn something around so quickly. He can whip up an outfit so fast. I was at first surprised and then I thought a little bit harder about it. And knowing Wayne, I am not that surprised because he's so meticulous in everything he does. So I would imagine that if you were to pick up a pattern that he had made, I bet you could probably make it in a similar amount of time because he's very thoughtful about the way that he organizes things and the shapes will all sew together perfectly and everything will, it'll just work. Also, when you're making clothing for the stage, you don't necessarily, like we talked about perfect finishing and how when he sews for other people, how they were saying, don't line it, don't do that. You know, you don't really have to put in so much finishing as long as it looks good from far away. So, you know, some of that stuff I'm sure could just be mirrored on the inside or doesn't have to be French seam everything, even though I know that Maxie loves a French seam. Yes. Yes, she does. You know, I, I encourage listeners to actually go to both of the videos that you've done, both with Wayne and with Maxie, to get the full story from both Wayne and Maxie's perspectives. You know, we don't have enough time to go through everything that they both talked about I thought it was just so cool to present it that way because you could talk to the creative designer at the very beginning and see how their mind works and what's happening. And then to thumb through somebody's closet Mm. while they're in character giving you the tour just felt like a treat. Sometimes if you go to a drag show, you only get one end of that. And it's cool to see the whole behind the scenes and how everybody works and what the thought process is and the creative inspiration. I love the backside of things. I'm the same with with embroidery, you know, I love Mm -hmm. the front side and then I have to turn it over to look at the back because I want to know what's going on. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that the key thing that came out from discussing costume or outfits with Maxi is Swarovskis and crystals and glass that seem to be her focus yeah a lot of Swarovski a lot of glue yes <laughs> oh yeah the glue and I think there was a mention of some Mademoiselle uh, Chanel in there too to sort of freshen everything up as you go so. oh of course yeah <laughs> Well, Gabby, thank you so much for sharing on YouTube and on The Socialist, the chats that you had with both Wayne and Maxie. They were so informative and they're worthwhile looking at more than once. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Maria. It was, honestly, it was a pleasure to speak with Wayne and with Maxie. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, yeah, the whole thing was really just, it was really cool. Thank you, Gabby. Have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Soul Organised Style Podcast for Socialists was produced for the Socialist team by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Gabby Brown 
and Wayne Liberta, who creates the outfits for Maxi. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and from all good podcast apps. Post any questions or suggestions you have on the Socialist Instagram account or on our website, thesocialist.com. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>